The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF, hour number two. Mike Rayleigh here, along with uh, the esteemed Rufus Edmonston. Did you say steamed? Esteemed. He, uh, <laughs> I've never seen you steamed. Uh, Esquire and uh, Gerald Adams, who uh, is, uh, I, I'd say you're pretty much in charge. I don't, I don't ever hear about anybody else over you. Well, there's plenty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the chancellor. Well, Gerald, it's it's your job to get the the chancellor now to thinking very favorably about the Chitlin Club because I'm going to invite him. Okay. And uh, I'll mention it next uh, time. I tried to tell him. I said, "Look, Gerald, Gerald's in it. Mike Rayleigh, uh, Smee York, a number of fine people. We had uh, the sheriff of Wake County uh, is, is a new member." Yeah, you gotta invite the chancellor to come play some music and uh, and. Uh, That's right. That's right. He can entertain craft us. Craft beer. He's a you know. He's yeah. A, so he, he ought to be a, a great. So, that's your job, Gerald. Okay. So you need to have some craft beer so you can chase those chitlins. Now, the thing about it is he'll have to pass the test too. Yeah. Yes, I mean he's got to he, he's got to get by the uh, the great, great one, one and yeah. and the the examination committee. Yeah, I like his chances. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope he says yes. And uh, Mark <laughs> Mark Weathington was brave enough to come in this morning to to join us, and uh, we do appreciate it. So we certainly do. And uh, Mark, uh, you have somebody new who uh, we hope to add to the list of folks who come on this show too. Uh, that's right. I got a new director of horticulture, Greg Page, who I've known for decades, and was lucky lucky enough that he was looking to move here um had a has some family here and in, in fact uh as you know one of those small world kind of things his his wife was good friend of rufus's daughter uh yeah. i think they rode horses together maybe or wow. something something like that and her father was my first doctor in raleigh uh, exactly and so, a wonderful man He's looking forward to it. I did tell Rufus I lent them my book. Uh, Rufus is uh, my copy of uh, that's Rufus, and I uh, said so I need this back. But uh, they, well, they were getting a kick out of reading. Rufus. Sells those out of the back of his car. Uh, maybe maybe you have one that you can yeah can um, yeah. get to him so Mark can get his copy back. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I don't want to put any pressure on you. <laughs> But uh, let's see. We need to uh, finish with Billy and his and his uh, cucumbers. Billy, uh, Gerald, uh, Mark, uh, Rufus, y'all come up with anything that uh, might help? Now he he needs to change varieties. I think that's where we left I, I, it. I think you need to change varieties or at least plant a couple of different varieties. Uh, and I before the show is over, I'll have to go back to pull up to the ones that I offer because they're 
If you're planting straight eight, that's your typical long green slicing cucumber. There are a number of other varieties out there as options. You know, I don't want to say it's climate change, but uh, the you know our weather patterns are changing here. People are having issues, even when their blooms, uh, male and female, are similar. That the pollen, not as many pollinators and honeybees and colony collapse disorder. And this, I just get so many more questions over the last five years about not fruiting. Plant looks healthy, but, you know, I don't have the right kind of blooms. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that the seed companies have been looking after that's in their research on the, you know, newer varieties that are coming out. And keep listening to the show, and I'm going to mention a couple here in a few minutes maybe for you to try next year that the fruit will be very similar uh, to straight eight. Okay, very good. Uh, I'll look forward to hearing from you. All right, well, appreciate you calling, Billy. Give our best to everybody there in Apex. Now, uh, Billy, my aunt swears by burpee. Burpee? Uh, yeah, burpee seed. Yeah, that's an old, old company. Market Moore is another slicing one that is a variety that's been out a long time. Uh, that's that's very similar to straight eight. I don't know if you had the fruit in one hand or the other, if you could tell much difference yeah. uh, in it. Yeah. Yes, I, I use the slicing variety, and I harvest them at three to five inches long so that they have a small seed cavity. Right. And, uh, I, I t- and I, I get, I've gotten very good results in the past with that, rather than, rather than using... Pickling well, cucumbers. Pickling that's right. I tell you a variety most definitely to try, Diva. It is a slicer that's a little bit lighter green that has smaller seed and less seed to start with, and the skin is super thin on it. Uh, I think it's maybe the best cucumber on the market, period. Uh, uh, what? How do you spell that? D-I-V-A, Diva. And and the seed company that that makes that. Yes, yes, sir. Any any good seed catalog should have it in it. Johnny Seeds would sell it. Uh, it it, it is a hybrid one, uh, but it's got very small seed and nowhere near as many seed as most other long slicing cucumbers. And the skin is so, so thin; a lot of people eat it and don't even bother to slice it. Okay. D-I-V-A. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for for your help. Thank you for joining us this morning, Billy. Lynn? Got a crepe myrtle question. Yes. Uh, I've got aphids. We moved into a house that has a crepe myrtle about 30 feet from the house. And I know you don't put them near a deck, but that's where it had been planted. And about three stories tall now, well, the honeydew is dripping everywhere. Um, We've tried the strong streams of water to get rid of the aphids and that looks better but i'm just wondering what should i do between now and next summer to try to control that aphid population what beyond just strong shoots of water well see your, your problem is you've got a larger tree and it's hard to work with with something uh yeah. at home yourself and i if it means a lot to you i'd, I'd call a tree company like like our friends that uh Bartlett. 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 Yeah, okay. If you you love love them like I do, I had mine sprayed for that one time. 
Okay, okay. So they come in, and uh, we wondered if just trimming out looks like the the limbs, the thickness was never trimmed out much. Would would that be a, a first? Trying to save a little money here, but um, well, they do I, like good air circulation. They, they do. That that helps some birds get in there and eat some of those. And but but yeah, if you've got a really bad uh, infestation, sometimes just uh, you know getting it getting it under control. Uh, the first time takes takes a little bit more. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of spraying a whole lot of chemicals out there, but they could probably get some uh, some horticultural oils on there that that yeah. would help something. But it's just it's so hard uh, for a homeowner to get something into a, a 25 30 foot foot tree to be okay. terribly okay. effective. So pouring something around the roots and thinning it out probably won't be enough. Well, there are some systemic insecticides that you can put around the base of the tree, but <clears throat> it's a uh, thirty foot tall is a big tree, <laughs> yeah, so that can be huge. can be a little problematic on what you use, and rarely ever is doing something one. Then you'd have going to also, to Gerald, get it inside one of the roots to make it. Well, if you get it in there in the soil, the roots will yeah. take it up to the water, but it, yeah. um, you know those are sometimes a little bit stronger and and you you can affect other a lot of the other insects around your garden they can last a little longer which okay. sounds good but with those aphids okay. you get them knocked back once and and they'll be okay. they'll be under control well, I for a while your help. thanks so much thank you very much appreciate you calling lynn uh sue is with us sue good morning on wptf hello sue yes uh well, you're on the air okay great um, I have a question. Um, I would like to get rid of the stump. I keep getting new sprouts, and other than stump grinding, is there some sort of chemical or method I can use to get rid of the? Gerald, do you uh, do you still have that mule? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do not. No, he didn't have his mule. I mean, they... probably about uh, ten inches across. I mean, they make stuff that you you paint on there that helps it deteriorate faster uh back in the day people used to use diesel fuel for that but I yeah don't we, think that's, <laughs> i don't think that's where you want to go to this this day and time but they, but they do make products that you can put on it that will help it break down yeah. and deteriorate faster i googled it and one of them did say bore the holes and pouring kerosene and light it and i'm like okay. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> in the city no, limits that's not, usually not as not good recommend that I don't think Apex would appreciate. Well, I'll tell you, this is this is just a morning for do nots. <laughs> but if you do use a, one of those store bought stunt killers, uh, rather I, I would go ahead and drill the holes though. That it, it takes it takes it a while to work. I've never had them that I thought worked well at all. Okay, and what kind of chemicals are in in this? I mean, they they going to leach into the soil and. I mean, I, I don't think so. Of course, it could have some bearing if you were planning on planting directly back in that spot something else. Then uh, if that's the case, you, you, you would need to go the somebody bring somebody in with a wood chipper to take it out. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think you'd have pro- those stump killers. Uh, I don't. You're, you're getting it right on the stump. Right. It's not spraying it in the soil. I think you'd be, you'd be fine. I haven't used those much, but um, yeah, it'd be worth, worth trying. Okay, well, thank you for the tip. Thank you very much for calling. I don't think the mule is going to work either. <laughs> well, I don't know. They uh, 
they they work pretty well in pulling stuff. Well, you get some goats, they'll take care of those sprouts. That's right. Well, that's true, but not the stump. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. You'd have to add some Thank ketchup you. for that. Uh, 919-860-9783. Yeah, stumps take take a while. We we had a uh, anytime we have a large take down a large tree, we don't we don't usually grind the stump. We put a pot uh-huh. a decorative pot and some plants on it uh if it's something that's it's kind of out in the open and gradually they they kind of go away well i i've taken to in my woodland when i'm taking out a tree um i'll leave i'll leave a stump four six feet tall and i'll plant something like a climbing hydrangea or or something on that and just let it climb up right and uh kind of starts to mound there and and becomes almost like a a column and and they seem to start flowering a lot earlier when i do that so there there are things that that she can do you have to you can't just put mulch on top of the because you're liable to trip as i've done many times yeah Yeah, you're a lot better (laughs) to leave it up like mark says at that kind of height trying to cut it as close to the ground which Rarely ever can you do, and you leave that little force six inch big yeah. toe getter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, uh, I've well, done that. I, I had I moved into a house about five years ago and started from scratch in this garden. It had a garden there, but I I ripped everything, got everything ripped out, and uh, had a had a good sized crepe myrtle there, and had it had the the stump ground out, had made a mound where that bit rate kind of you know raised it up about three feet. I am still. <laughs> Taking out uh, crepe myrtle suckers 10, 20 feet away. You can't get rid of them. You pull them up, and the the stem underground, you know, I'm not getting to a root. The stem underground, you can see it's all white, but it's stem that's three feet long. I keep hearing about uh, this crepe myrtle disease that, but. Scale, yeah, that's going to be a real problem here. Mm. It's it's kind of like we talked about with the vegetables, uh, you know, with the cucumbers. When you you plant one, sometimes you have problems. You plant multiples and solves your problem. We keep trying to plant the same thing. Yeah, we plant so many crepe myrtles because they're tough and beautiful and mm-hmm. easy. But we get diversity. You got it. You right. got to plant a diversity of plants, and mm-hmm. uh, that's then you're not losing them all when when a new. Well, it's so ironic. I I saved the red tip from the horrible. <laughs> What do you call that disease that they had? Edibosporium leaf yeah. spot. Yeah. And then the boars came. Oh, and I, and the, and the, the boar war. The boar war now. <laughs> and so I've just told the the, the kind folks that uh, the tree company, I said, this this boy's gone. <laughs> Twice, and I'm, I'm not giving him three times. Twice and you're gone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, my son just moved to Virginia. Nice house, nice yard, pretty well landscaped. Big crepe myrtle beside the driveway. It's eat up with crepe myrtle scale. Oh mm. no! Yeah. Mm. I used to think that nothing could bother. Him. I know crepe myrtle, but they're all over the place now. They've never bothered my hundred year old ones. It's only the the newer ones, fifty years old. Yeah. <laughs> the young ones. <laughs> yeah, the young ones. <laughs> All right, uh, 919-860-9783. We're going to talk to Monica Wood coming up at 930 uh, here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Uh, I guess uh, when you're manager, you work seven days a week as uh, do directors of arboretums. So uh, hopefully, uh, Mark, this is uh, not work for you. No, this this is fun. Okay, I hope so. Steve is in Harnett County. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Yes, sir. How you doing? 
uh, doing fine. Uh, you are on the subject of crepe myrtles, and uh, in our area, they're uh, doing a lot of road work, and where they've purchased right-of-ways, they've left a lot of crepe myrtles uh, on the other side of the line, so to speak, and I've got to move some. When's the best time to dig them up? It's going to take years for the DOT to get through with the project, so they don't go very fast. But anyway, we, uh, we're just wondering if it's the right time to dig them up and move them, or if we need to wait till the late fall, or just how, how's the best time to deal with it? Depends on how big they are, but, but I, I said a while ago, uh, I, Steve, I'm, I'm not in favor of moving anything right now unless you can water it all the time. And if you don't have to, okay. to move them, why, why in the world would you move them have to try to water them and keep them alive? I understand. That, that's why I'm. That's why I'm asking. What, well, you, what, you, you guys. Well, I, I'd agree. Um, one, it's hot outside, and I wouldn't want to dig it. Um, <laughs> and two, I wouldn't want to water it. I will say that if something changed and DOT was coming through and you had to get to them, uh, crepe myrtles about the one thing I would say you could move right now. I've gone in at this time of year with a. Uh, front end loader and ripped the crepe myrtle out of the ground and moved it and set it on the ground somewhere hoping it would die so i wouldn't have to replant it and year and a half later that sucker was still growing oh, <laughs> sitting yeah. on top of the ground with no no water no anything no mulch over the roots um so they're 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 tough um but yeah i'd, I'd wait until it was cooler and uh we were starting to get some rain again okay great and my last question has to do with magnolia trees uh, we've got magnolias at our family cemetery, and uh, we've got to uh, limb up. So when's the best time of year to limb up on magnolias? Are we talking about the evergreen southern magnolias? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, my opinion for, for uh, a lot of plants, I don't like to prune this, this time of year. You can, but... Pruning stimulates some growth, and you get you get new growth out, and we're probably early enough you'd be okay. But you start you start getting into later summer, early fall, you can prune. It can it'll try and grow those southern magnolias, and then you get hit by the cold. Um, Which so we I, assume uh, we're going to have. We assume we're going to have. I, I would e- <laughs> I would either do it right away, or else I would wait until um, early spring, late winter, early spring. Okay, so February. Good target time. Maybe. Sure, sure. Yeah. Weather cooperate. Now yep. I know a lot of people who have limbed up, as you say, magnolias, the southern magnolia. And it's but a leaf fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you have to, to. What do you do with the leaves that have fallen? Get them up every yeah, day for about two months. They, yeah, they're like rock. They, the, the lawnmowers cannot handle. I know. Yeah, I, I normally that would have been my response since he said he was in the family <laughs> cemetery. I, I was afraid that those branches were cov- covering yeah. up great grandma's uh, uh, headstone, right. and uh, that was a no go. Don't want to block agree. anything, but uh, the, uh, as long as you know, Steve. <laughs> I beg pardon. I said, as long as you know what you're you're in for with the leaves. Yeah, yeah. I, I've dealt with the leaves now for 75 years. So I know. Okay, uh, all right. You can't let them pile up on Great Grandma Sue's. No. Kill the tree or harm the tree by limbing up at the wrong time. Yeah, you, you could certainly yeah. certainly do that. Yeah, no, February, late February, you'd be fine. Well, I appreciate the information. Enjoy your show. Uh, keep kicking, Rufus. I love you, buddy. Hey, thank you, Steve. All right, and um, yeah, Harnett County. We have a lot of a lot of folks down there to listen to to the weekend garden. Appreciate that, Steve. 
We're going to talk to uh, Monica Wood out at the uh, State Farmer's Market uh, coming up after the news here on WPTF. Uh, we'll also talk to Lisa, uh, uh, who is in Willow Spring this morning. And uh, Gerald Adams is with us from uh, the Centennial Campus and for many years at the, the Governor's Mansion took care of those beautiful grounds there. Uh, Rufus Edmund, former uh, Edmonston, former Secretary of State and Attorney General and Deputy Chief Counsel in the Senate Watergate Committee is uh, here. And, uh, of course, uh, Mark Wethington, glad to have Mark with us, uh, Director of the Ralston Arboretum in Raleigh. More of The Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Well, I, I thought we'd start this half hour with some Motown. Uh, Rufus, uh, Rufus likes beach music, and uh, yeah, Brenda Holloway, I think, qualifies for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at any rate, uh, you're listening to the Weekend Gardener, and uh, Lisa is in Willow Spring. Lisa, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. How can we help you? Boy, I know we all got to get paid, but that was a stop set of death, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a long one that was a long one yeah well uh, so gotta far, pay the bills lisa what do you want i, I know um so so far this morning i've got to say the outtake is uh, gonna take a blowgun to that squirrel but my question's about clay i got nothing but clay in my yard and uh i Blow want to torch. i want to Blowtorch <laughs> for clay? Bricks. I'll just make bricks. I don't. Yeah, that just makes well, that's bricks. That's, that's, uh, yeah, you're you're our uh, uh, broadcaster, right, Lisa? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, no, I, the outtake was I'm going to take a blow gun to that squirrel. Blow that's gun to the squirrel, not yeah, a blowtorch. So far this morning. Yeah, she has clay um, on the show. Yeah, but so the yard is clay, and I want to I want to do a fragrance uh, lilac bush or tree. And I'm new to this climate and certainly new to clay, and I want to know if that's even a reasonable thought. It has to be the right one. Uh, a lot of your northern-based lilacs won't do here in our humidity, but fortunately yeah. there are a few. Uh, Miss Kim comes to mind. Was that Bloomerang? The Bloomerang series. The, the, those have been very good. There's a series out of the, um, the National Arboretum, a little bit harder to find sometimes, but uh, they all have, uh, it's like Betsy Ross and Constitution. Uh, I can't remember the other ones, but they're, you know, you, you get the gist of those names. Uh, those have been really good. There's a brand new series or relatively new series. Now I, I'm, I'm trying to remember what it, uh, what the name of it was. Uh, we've got a white one and a, a a purple one that have been been very good. Give me just a second. I've had Miss Kim for for many years. Ms. It's Kim's not great. as it's certainly not as showy as the old fashioned ones that you might find. Yeah, I've got some over fifty years old, and but, they seem to like they seem to like the morning sun the most. But at least no matter what kind you get, if you don't dig the hole right and do a soil mixture, uh, just pure pure clay would not be good for any kind of plant. Yeah. 
and you have to be uh, careful how you dig the hole too. Otherwise, it's uh, you know, dig it, dig it. Uh, you're making a as, cement hole. Make, dig it twice <laughs> as wide, no, no deeper than the top of the plant, and have a good soil mixture there, and mix up some of your clay with it, and it should be all right. Yeah, and I, uh, I'd, I'd say if you you know if you can, you really amend beds, not not holes, is ideal. So if you can if you can put some compost down. Um, and and ideally till it in, but but put some compost down. Uh, that really helps. The other thing that helps with um, building that that breaking up heavy clay and building it soil is, and you can do this around existing plants in the garden, is to to uh, spread this fall tillage radish uh, seed um, out there. Um, kind of rough up the ground, spread tillage radish seeds. It's basically daikon radishes. Uh, so they grow nice and big. They call them tillage radishes because they'll break up the soil. Um, and I just leave them. The tops come up over the winter. They look great. They grow those big radishes. Uh, they don't generally have great flavor, but you can harvest them. I leave them in the ground, cut the tops off, uh, and just leave all that organic matter there. And I'll do that in full beds that uh, that have plants in it to, to help build soil. But, but yeah, the lilacs will prefer some 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 of that. The ones that we have that are brand new, that are really good, that are fragrant, that look like the old uh, common lilacs from up north are called New Age. So we have New Age White and New Age uh, Lavender. And, and those I've been really impressed with for the last two, three years. Are they more of a shrub or more of a tree? A shrub. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So me getting one of those really cool 30-year trees down the road uh to be super fragrant and awesome is probably not a deal right well most of the tree uh tree lilacs we grow we can grow around here the um are kind of have those off-white uh flowers almost almost yellow and they're not fragrant at all or or if they if they have a fragrance it smells more like a a privet than it does a a lilac yeah great bark on them though fragrance is well Keeping it alive is number one, but fragrance would be number two. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. That so, uh, and the, those new age ones they smell like lilacs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lisa, next time you you call, I will uh, I will not run a stop set. Uh, I'm going to only wait to time my call so that I don't know that I'm heading into the news. Listen, hey, is Lisa there? There's no what. There's no way to time anything with this show because I'm all over the place. Is Lisa an announcer like you? I she's uh, a thousand times better than me, probably. But she, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm just at the point of my my career where I, and this is the way the show has been the whole time. I just I'm all over the place. I mean, uh, let, me, I'm, let me just let me just say again, the beauty of this show and the popularity of this show and its success is fifty percent all the incredible information that you give every Saturday morning. Because you could Google it all, but then you'd miss out on all the entertainment. <laughs> well, I'm, gl- I'm glad there's some entertainment involved. But the other 50% is the fellowship, and that's what you can't live without. The oh, fellowship, the funny, the love. Yeah. So thank you guys again. And we don't have any women this morning. We are, it's, it's a boys' club. It's right. a boys' club, yeah. so we're just... Uh, that's why it's deteriorating so yeah, why we, That's another reason we're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> we need some guidance. Right. You know anything about plants, Lisa? You can come up here and help. I know nothing about plants, but I'm going to put a promo together with all the outtakes from this morning. I'll tell you that. Oh, we we got we got your outtakes. 
Don't forget frog gigging. Frog gigging is, is among them, I'm and, sure. And shooting squirrels with a blowgun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a great weekend. Hey, thank you, Lisa, very much for calling. Well, and i got to say about this show, uh, you know, you, you can Google things, but woo, you never know where that information's coming from. You never know who right. that person, where they are. But every time I've been on this show, I've been surrounded by people who've been putting plants in the ground and growing them for a long time, right. whether that's Ann Clapp or Pam Beck or Very uh, important. Gerald or, or, or Rufus, you, you know, that's yeah. it's, it's sort of like that Wikipedia. Uh, I have found some people made up the biggest sales you've ever heard in your life because you get to write your own sometimes <laughs> well you're not supposed to you got to do a fake account to write your own um, and, and of course I, I, I somebody did a pretty good job on mine they some of it I didn't like they told the truth <laughs> do, you, do you know who did it no I don't I really oh. don't oh okay. I never understood who wrote mine I, I've never understood the concept of Wikipedia why somebody be kind enough to to write all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying to find somebody who likes me enough to write mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just appeared at some time, and it was pretty doggone accurate. It hit the, the rough spots in there, too. Yeah. Well, you're a state, sort of a national figure. So th- that's well, uh, that's, yeah. that's pretty, certain. Pretty starry state, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, state. <laughs> well, by the way, let me, let me remind people. Down in Shotwell today, uh, they have a recycling. And everybody's heard of the Shotwell community. Now, you know, down at Shotwell, Shotwell is a <laughs> suburb of Nightdale. Uh, Shotwell, <laughs> Shotwell, if you want to go have some fun, they've, they've got slides there at the Shotwell recycling plant. They've got hot dogs, hamburgers, and I want to invite everybody down there on behalf of, of, of my client, Meridian, who's a good neighborhood in there and does good work. Go down to Shotwell, take your kids, have fun, have some hot dogs and hamburgers, and do and get on top of the slide, even if you're an adult, and, and get on one of those big earth movers. Oh, what that, wouldn't that be fun? Well, Ooh, Gerald's trying get, to find one. So. Can, yeah. can, you get, can you get a Rufus dog, though? Yeah. We'll, we'll make up that. Yeah. We'll make, I'll, I'll have them do that. Mm. Definitely. Mustard, sauce, chili, and onions. You hear that down there, Shotwell? Yeah. I, I've had it at the State Fair. It's good. Did, you, did it pass? It passed. Yeah. I had a, a one day we had the hot dog day there one time, and the fellow that runs the what's the meat company uh, a meat pack uh, Carolina Packers Carolina Packers he said I have never had slaw on a hot dog he said I will never have another hot dog now without slaw I'm a chili cheese and slaw yeah that's yeah. that's yeah now what what'd you say cheese chili, chili cheese and slaw chili cheese, cheese what yeah. kind of cheese just uh, cheddar just cheddar. Sharp cheddar sounds great sharp cheddar. That does but sound your good. jelly and your slaw make it. <clears throat> That's right. Now, do you melt the cheese before you add the slaw? No, you put it on top of that that hot chili. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm. And then you get it all over you. That's right. Slaw, yeah. chili, all over your pants and shirt. Ah, it's, it's nothing right. like it. Steve, uh, Steve, you wanted to add something about uh, clay? Another suggestion yeah, about clay? We moved in here... Uh, this was uh, the third house in this neighborhood, and they took a clay pile and basically packed my yard in hard red clay. When they planted my maple tree and dug the hole for it, six feet under the clay was some of the richest uh, topsoil 
loamy soil you've ever seen. This was once a dairy farm, and they had some really rich soil, but they buried it under the under the uh, uh, clay. So what I've been doing is I amend my soil with cow manure and um, planting soil, uh, garden soil. A shovel full, when I dig a hole for a daylily or for, depending on the size of the plant, if it's a bush or a tree, I'll put three shovelfuls of uh, cow manure and three shovelfuls of uh, the uh, planting soil into the hole and then mix it in the clay. Because I want my plant to acclimate itself to the soil that it's planted in. So if it survives, you know, and and puts roots out, it's putting roots into the clay, and that means it's going to survive better to me. That's, I mean, obviously the way my garden is right now, it's it's a it's a it's a halfway decent success. So, um, oh, and the 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 cheese thing on the hot dogs, if you put the cheese in the bottom of the bun. Lay the hot hot dog on top of the cheese. Your cheese will melt better. But now you're talking. Rivers yeah. is going to have to leave the show early to get uh, you don't get it all. Yeah, some I'm, subsistence. Prepare that it shot well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's easier to, to to eat it with that cheese on the bottom. All right. Yeah, that's so that easy. that won't fall off with the slow wheel and the chili. <laughs> well, uh, I put the chili on top of the cheese and then the hot dog in. Because everything underneath the hot dog makes it easier to eat. It's yeah. just hard to put the slaw on there like that. Well, I'll just carry an apron with me everywhere and, I go. Uh, yeah. yeah, and a couple of napkins. Yeah, a, yep. a lot of napkins. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw my All right. worth in. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Bye. That's your cheese worth. <laughs> this has been hot dog talk on well, WPK. That's right. We got we got a cheese curd. Hey, what about cheese curds, Rufus? Oh, that would be great. Have yeah, you thought about that? Steve is right about it. if you put all the stuff under under, and then put the hot dog on, you're going to have le- less trouble. But what people do, they put the hot dog in first, then yeah. pile all the stuff on top so it ends up in your on your. That's very logical thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are you going to try that today? Well, if, Why don't if, you do an experiment? Uh, I, I definitely will. <laughs> no question. All right, let's stay in Garner and Ken. Ken, good morning. Hello, Ken. This is Ken. Hey, Ken, you're on the air, sir. How can we help you? Yes, I have a question about when do I trim a rose of Sharon bush? When do what? When do you trim a rose of Sharon? Well, about any time you want to, really, because <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can't kill one, <laughs> Ken. But but obviously, they're just now in the prime. They should be in prime blooming right now. Oh, they are. Yeah, and I, I would wait so till large. Yeah, I would wait until I prune mine long about October. So about when? October, November. I, I yeah, Mark. You, you know, it's for most part, it's pretty easy to know for for flowering shrubs and trees when when to prune. If they flower during the summer, from you know, from mid June on through late summer, prune them fall or winter because yep. they're forming their flower buds on the new growth. Okay. If they flower in the spring, like your your azaleas and and uh, things well, like that, you, you want to prune those about within about a month or so after they finish flowering. 
if they need to be pruned. You don't need to prune everything. But if you want to prune, just look at when it flowers because it either sets its flower buds in the fall, like azaleas, or it sets their flower buds on the new growth in, in the spring and summer. And so you just don't want to cut off the flower buds. So I can prune it back pretty severely. Oh, on a Rose de Sharon? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you can't a, kill one. That's the only thing harder to kill than a crepe myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> now, are there any any Rose of Sharon that, that don't spread seeds and oh yeah oh yeah yeah like the one you gave me oh there. that's right there are some new varieties there, there? the yeah, hybrids yeah. don't spread seeds yeah, yeah. But of course does, this one does this is a, a shrub and it doesn't seem to spread seeds okay, okay. you got a hybrid or something yeah, yeah I, I got it over at logan's a few years back yeah, yeah. yeah the okay. newer the newer ones almost all are, yeah. are sterile or pretty close to sterile well can i have sort of a fetish about rosa sharon <laughs> i bring a lot of them over when we go off site somewhere yeah uh-huh. And uh, if a seed gets within an inch of the ground, one will sprout. That's all she wrote. <laughs> uh, off of mine. Yeah. But they're still, the old-fashioned ones are just beautiful. Yeah. You have the old ones, right? Yeah. yeah that's right. Right. Well, this one has large white blooms on it, and it's really pretty. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ken. Appreciate you calling us, yeah. buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, we're going to have Monica in the 10 o'clock hour. Jason? Okay. Monica. Monica's the manager out there, and as she's all over, you're Running talking about me open. being all over the place. She is She is literally all over the place out there, and uh, she's she's uh, putting out fires and doing what managers do. So uh, she'll be with us in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, 919-860-9783. Uh, Gerald um, and, and Henry's, uh, your, your website. Uh, GeraldandHenrysPlants.com. You can always email me at GeraldandHenrysPlants. Can, can you email uh, Henry yet? Uh, I'm not sure whether or not he'll respond. Is he four? He was four in January. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, so are you. But he can fill up a pot with dirt now, so we're making progress. So you got uh, you, tomatoes uh, for the fall or. I don't, I don't sell plants for the fall because it's a small. Some people are burnt out by the time they have fought through <laughs> the dealing with tomatoes. And, all that and, maybe won't, <laughs> and if you've done a really good job, job your tomato plants will make it on through to the fall and your pepper plants too. Maybe you need to develop some collard greens uh, and turnip salad. Well, maybe. Uh, I, I will say that if your tomato plant is alive and it's not been producing, it's not been producing because of the heat, the pollen in it just dries up before it can fruit so keep it alive if we finally get a break in the weather past labor day she can go back and you can still get some production between then and halloween when when can you plant when is the best time to plant a fall crop of tomatoes you, when in, you should the have done it about the fourth of july first of okay. july because the one thing you have to keep in mind if you're ever going to do that you've got to plant varieties that mature quicker which means planting a German Johnson and a one-pound-plus tomato that takes 90 days, you kind of don't have the time for mm-hmm. that. You need to plant something that can mature more in that 60 to 70-day range. Uh, and you need to plant something that does better in the heat because it's going to be setting those first blooms in some ungodly heat if it was this past year. So there are varieties out there that do better in the heat. And there's some old heirloom varieties that do, you know, Arkansas Traveler and things like that. Uh, do better in the heat. So you need to do a little research on that. You don't have as big a palette of choices as you do in the springtime if you're going to plant for a fall crop. All right. Gerald, I noticed that Big Boy and Better Boy, those seem to be coming back a little bit. 
Well, well there are new varieties, there's are they? Better Boy Plus now, yeah. Big Boy Plus now, Celebrity Plus now. All those is the same fruit, same flavor. They've got a little more disease resistance than the original. Does. So they are, I mean, if you plant a tomato and you get tomatoes, you like them. <laughs> if yeah. you've never had any results before, whatever you plant, you're going to like. Now, if you have 20 different ones, obviously they're going to be some that taste better than others. But most people are usually happy with whatever they get results with. And if you're in this challenging time, it's why I still sell hybrid plants, because there are a number of hybrid plants that increase your likelihood of getting some results. Do I think there are better tasting ones? Yes. But any one you grow in your yard is going to taste better than one you buy at the grocery store. Yeah. By the way, gentlemen, we have a confession here from the bouncer. Joe the bouncer? Quote. Mark, that's one of our uh, – that's our uh, – that's our bouncer. Good morning. The blowgun works beautifully for those rodents. I have firsthand experience with that. And four figures. Four great big smileys. So he's he's a tough guy. And then he's hey. always packing his blowgun. <laughs> well, hey, uh, did you did you know anybody in the mountains named Big Boy? Somebody lived down in a holler or... Yeah, Bruce, th- Bruce Bumgarner. Yeah, was, did y'all call him Big Boy? Big Boy, yeah. You know anybody named Slick? Oh, absolutely. I knew I knew a, a Slick Parish <laughs> here in Raleigh. You, Slick used to, used I to say, run... I just love it. I love it. Boy. Slick ran a... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you probably know him. You got there. about 20 seconds. He, he ran a uh, chainsaw place. Slick Parish. Slick Parish. How about... Did you know a Big Boy is Slick, either one of you? Martin, no, Jerry. I, I knew several Bubba's. Bubba's, yeah. names, not That's right. Names. Okay, slick big boy. Not being a lawyer, I hadn't associated with gangsters. <laughs> he hasn't and represented anybody. Rufus not that Mister Parrish is among these clients, but uh, before the weekend gardener coming we, up, we can help you with a Godfather. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll be back. I think. <laughs> 